Welcome to Reflection Friday's podcast, an extension of our Soulful Sunday community, a gathering of open hearts and minds where astrology, tarot, meditation, and mindfulness coalesce to enlighten the path towards your goals. Here, we're devoted to exploring the depths of our souls, surrendering to divine direction, and bringing our manifestations to fruition. Our podcast offers a weekly check-in for listeners to navigate this human experience. Together, we use spiritual inquiry to bind our paths and walk through this journey wholeheartedly. Join us on this adventure of self-discovery and empowerment. Hi, it's me, Rachel. I'm just going to go into a part two of the astrology of 2024. This little bonus episode will be a little more outlined with just key dates that we can come back to. We can come back to this episode throughout the year um, and yeah, see just how these energies feel at this time when we hear these now and then we can revisit how we feel and how they manifest for us into the future. Um, so yeah, let's get started into this little bonus episode. So I'm going to start with the dates of the Mercury retrogrades of 2024. These are definitely very publicized uh, in the media, so we'll definitely know when they're happening again, but we can just be on the lookout and understand that this is a time that maybe we could plan ahead for like where we slow down, where we um, step away to recharge. It's like the time for us to like be in the RE's before the words, like the revision, the reconsideration, the redoing, revisiting, revising, and resting. Um, this is the times where we need to be like planning and planning ahead and not taking brand new ventures on signing contracts um, or trying not to. And if we do, it's okay. But these are the times where we can schedule um, more of a relaxed energy around everything that we've already put in the work for. And this is the time that we can look at what we've been doing deeper and have a new renewed cycle within what we've already built. Um, so the first Mercury retrograde is April 1st through April 24th in the sign of Aries. And then the next one will be August 4th through the 27th in the sign of Virgo. And then the last and final one of 2024 will be November 25th until December 15th in the sign of Sagittarius. So we're experiencing fire and earth Mercury retrogrades this year. Um, so it'll be an interesting aspect to also look at where these are in your particular birth chart, like where Aries and Sagittarius, the two fire signs are in your birth chart. That's where you'll feel more of a slowdown or where you want to revise some things or just kind of renew some energy in that area of your life. And then as well, August 4th through the 27th, when we have it in Virgo, where can you make revisions in you know, the Virgo era of your chart? Where can you take care of that more? Where can you understand and be okay with the delays and understand the whys behind them or give yourself grace at that time. Take that time off if you can. <laughs> um, or yeah, just allow yourself a few more days of relaxation. And then we, if we're a little more tired during this time too, we can also understand why. Um, so now I'm going to break down just some more specific dates um, throughout the year that we can, again, come back to this podcast as a tool or just like if we're writing anything down now, write down certain dates and again, set like goals or timeline markers or just however this finds you um, or if it's just cool to hear it now. I'm thankful that you're listening.
So I'm recording this episode on January 20th of 2024, which is a big date in the astrology world and a cool date for me. It's my anniversary in California, seven years today. So cool. I love that this aligns. Uh, but January 20th is the start of Aquarius season. So the sun will move into the sign of Aquarius. And then we have a major planet shift, um, sign change. And it's Pluto. And it's been in Capricorn since 2008. And today it actually shifts into Aquarius. And it's exciting just in the sense like that is a really big change. And it allows Aquarian energy to kind of take over. Pluto has a huge effect on the collective. It does have a great effect on us in our personal life. Pluto is very transformative. It's the phoenix of the, the planets and it's everything, you know, for us behind the scenes. It deals with very intimate parts of our psyche and our life and it deals with um, shared resources and other people and it's like other people's money. It's, it's a lot of things. Pluto is. And then when it's in the sign of Capricorn, Capricorn is all about structures, practical methods. It's like we talked about a lot of Capricorn energy on the last podcast, but it's very serious in a sense, but it's every sign is super beneficial to us. But Pluto being in the sign of Capricorn since 2008 has had a lot of intense things obviously occur to us as a collective. And personally, um, it's a very powerful placement for us all to experience together. And Pluto is not going to be in the sign of Capricorn for another 240 something years. So the fact that we did experience this together and experiencing this sign shift now as a collective and, you know, just think about everyone close to us in our lives, like we're all here now for a very, deep and powerful and really cool reason. And Aquarius is the humanitarian of the Zodiac. I just feel very positive about the future, even though right now amongst the globe, there's issues and, you know, there is a lot of things happening. But at the end of the day, I think these next 20 years are really going to have us as a collective come together. And I'm really excited to see that unfold. But Pluto and Aquarius is going to move into all of our charts into them in a different way. So wherever Aquarius is in your chart, that's where Pluto in the sky is going to be transiting for the next 20 years. So it's cool to also take a look at this for our personal selves and really see that um, we're going to have these transformational experiences in whatever yeah house in Aquarius is in your chart. Sorry. So I'm just going to run through the signs really quick and Aquarius, I'm going to go for the rising signs, but you can listen for your sun and moon and rising. But I think it's more effective right now in this way. If you listen for your rising sign, but Aquarius risings, Pluto is going to be in your first house. Pisces Risings, your 12th house. Aries Risings, 11th. Taurus, your 10th house. Gemini, your 9th house. Cancer, 8th house. Leo, 7th house. Virgo, 6th house. Libra, 5th house. Scorpio is going to be in your 4th house. Sagittarius is going to be in your 3rd house. And then Capricorn is going to be in your 2nd house. So January 20th, things will start to shift in this part of your chart in in the collective, um, but it won't feel so immediate, immediate. Like I said, Pluto is a planet that's furthest away. So sometimes we take a little bit longer to actually feel it, but it's just a little glimpse to see like where 
you're going to feel a significant change over the next 20 years and just something to be mindful of as you carry on on your journey. On February 19th, we have the North Node of Fate. Some call it the North Node is the access where the moon will um, live and go back and forth between um, during its lunar cycles. So right now we are in the Aries and Libra axis, lunar nodes of the moon. Um, so the North Node is, you know, where we're ascending to, where we're trying to live up to, where we're climbing. And it's in Aries right now. It shifted um, in the summer back in 2023 and is going to stay there um, for the remainder of this year. So we have this Aries, you know, rising kind of ascendant floating amongst us. So we have probably over the course of this time when these nodes are very activated felt very motivated for our, our goals or reaching aspirations or even like in fitness, wanting to like just move your body a little bit more. Um, and wherever Aries is in your chart also is going to be a like kind of the focus too, where you feel like, you know, you want to put in more effort, release bad habits or things that limit you in that area and find balance between the Aries and Libra access within yourself. Um, so on February 19th, it's a date to check in with yourself. It's a good day to journal. Even though this is a fire energy, um, it's going to be like a day, you know, to take care of yourself in the ways where you feel called to, where you feel passionate and being nice to yourself. (laughs) I don't know. And on your healing journey, just check in with yourself on February 19th. It's a great day to connect with like your heart and your head. Be proud of yourself for pushing through these barriers understanding like new ways to look at the past, um, being open to new ways to look at the past. And so when the North Node meets Chiron, we have this unique opportunity to look at a wound like from a different angle, rewrite the, the, the story, the karmic patterns in our life. This is a time where we can truly, you know, break cycles and feel the motivation and capability within us um, to do that. So February 19th is a cool day. Probably just a great day to move your body. I'll just throw that out there. Um, and then March 19th is the next kind of major date. I'm not going to go over all the seasons, so starting of the seasons throughout the year. Um, but maybe I could next time. But March 19th is the start of Aries season. I wrote that one down because it's the astrological new year. Um, I love New Year on the, you know, Gregorian calendar, the 31st of December. And, and, you know, I love January Capricorn season. I just feel that's very aligned for, you know, resetting as well. But I love Aries season, the astrological New Year. I just, I'm a fire sign. And then, uh, so maybe at the end of the day, I resonate with that a little bit more. But I like to make a vision board. I like to, or if you've already made a vision board, like you can add to it on this date, check in with it. Um, set new goals, set new intentions, spring cleaning, like, you know, do something nice for your house, for your home, or, you know, do something nice for what you're building. Um, so yeah, March 19th, beginning of Aries season, the happy astrological new year and happy birthday and Aries season too, all the Aries. Um, Maddie, love you. March 25th is a date that I wrote down because it is a full moon lunar eclipse in the sign of Libra. And eclipses are good timeline markers for us to like either look ahead at or also just something to be noted that's a great time to look back at and seeing like cycles that have um, progressed and closed and restarted over time. And if you've been going to Soulful Sundays, we definitely always 
you know, make a note of these dates and we do a lot of journaling stuff in there. So you check with your journals to the last like airy season, Libra season, um, just to like see what was going on, what you started, what you finished, what you're still working on. Um, but the full moon lunar eclipse is going to be in Libra. This is a good timeline marker for purging, releasing, setting new boundaries, examining gentler ways to take care of like your duties in your life to balance those out, examining and releasing relationships. It's a time to surrender and let life unfold. And when I talk about new moons, it's great for and full moons. They're great for manifesting and releasing. And if this was a normal full moon lunar eclipse in Libra, then I would say like release, like release things that you want to put out into the world, like songs or art, whatever. And you can still do that. If you still feel called, like I, I'm not saying this is like going to be bad, but I like to say around eclipses, like March 25th, it's best like if you can let life unfold for you and not to like take immediate action or like put things out with this energy on it because it kind of is just unpredictable sometimes but also listen to your own intuition you know yourself better than i do but this is a good full moon just to do like the basics like just cleaning getting rid of things setting boundaries just being kind to yourself um full moons like you could either be like really tired or you know have trouble sleeping or still have a lot of energy so just listen to what your body needs at that time um, the next key date that I have is April 8th, and that's the new moon solar eclipse in Aries. And that is a date for new beginnings, but again, it's an eclipse. And it's an eclipse because the lunar nodes this year are in Aries and Libra, by the way. So the new moon solar eclipse in Aries is again a time of the year to just like let life unfold for you let things take you where they need to and you know just be mindful and aware um it's like the universe will probably give you the new beginning that you've been asking for so these dates are again great to like build something up to so when they come we can kind of just like chill and step step back let the universe do the work for us um so again a good time to vision board or add to your vision board check out your vision board um, journal <laughs> April 8th and uh, the next key date that I have is April 20th and that is when Jupiter is going to conjunct Uranus and Jupiter on April 20th 2024 is still going to be in the sign of Taurus and Uranus is going to be in the sign of Taurus and when something conjuncts they come together so Jupiter expands things it's like very wanting to you know reach the masses wanting to light something up really wanting to just shout it from the mountaintops and uranus is the planet of change and surprise and revolution and uh, innovation jupiter also carries good luck and good fortune and seeds for growth um but jupiter and uranus have come together in the past before so we've seen this what it can do it's like a time in history characterized by breakthroughs discoveries in science innovation and technology um creative phil philosophical awakenings um so in our own lives we can like be very open to just new ideas coming to us um having this need to figure out like increased freedom for ourselves or just making great plans for how to feel just more free and open. Um, and that's 
we can take this on a collective level too. So we might just see a lot of just demands for freedom and equality. And that's awesome when we come together like that, because like we are eventually going to make the difference. Um, so there's just going to be a lot of new beginnings around April 20th and many, many areas of our lives, collective lives, things, um, around the world. Um, so it's just a good day to check in with like, you know, your business and your budgeting, the Taurus part of your chart. Taurus is a material earth sign. Um, and it wants things to be abundant, plentiful. It loves like food. So it's a good day to treat yourself to a nice meal, take care of your body. Um, it's a good day for brainstorming, for planning for the future. So, you know, it's a good day if you're doing business or just like a check-in date to just really, again, like brainstorm or just like a date to peak in the future. So you can see like if anything needs refreshing, maybe around this time, you know, something can happen. Um, but it's also a great time to tap into our faith and to our wisdom um, and being just open. <laughs> and the next day that I'm going to say is May 23rd, Jupiter is going to sextile Neptune. And this is right before Jupiter changes signs. So Jupiter is still going to be in Taurus. It's going to sextile Neptune, which is in Pisces. Um, so, and these two planets coming together, it's earth and water. Um, it's a major transit that, um, will open up our dream world for sure. Um, and it's expanding our desires, our need for security and comfort. So maybe we can also just be open to new ideas of how to give ourselves more stability and security. Um, and it harmonizes with Neptune, which is a spiritual planet in the sign of Pisces, double spiritual. Um, so we're more likely to factor in just like mindset shifts that are going to continue to create this life that we want. So, um, it's a, good day just to get spiritual with yourself, your journal, take time near water, um, just have compassion for yourself and others and put the compassion into your pursuits. Um, it's a good day to just set goals. Um, the, this transit brings like ease and good fortune. And like, again, it's Jupiter. So there's that growth factor. Um, so if you have anything like manifesting for your professional success or just like any thing to do with the material world or things that you want to call in, like even like calling in like a new apartment, it's an excellent, excellent time just for like a, a perspective, like shift or just, you know, a perspective, um, of yourself and your place in the world and how you can better align yourself with your goals and your spirituality. Like you can do all the things that you want for yourself and everything will work out. It's a great day to like get an astrology reading or like see a psychic or something like that. Um, but yeah, this is a good time to just be generous to yourself and to others and a great day to dive into education. It's like a, it's a creative like milestone at the end of the day, this day, you know, May 23rd. So if you're working on any creative endeavors as well, this is a good date to come back to or look forward to or initiate uh, creative projects. Um, the next day that I have is May 25th. And that is when Jupiter moves into Gemini. It's going to shift the way we get lucky and expand. We definitely dove into this in the last episode. So check that out if you haven't listened to that yet. Um, but we're going to be more curious, like we're going to be expanded in our adaptability, our curiosity, our charm, our self-expression, persuasion, our brainy matters, like very chatty energy Gemini is. The moon is in Gemini today. 
So if we can just hear how I'm talking, <laughs> this is how people are going to be talking from May 25th forward. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe. I don't know. But last time Jupiter was in Gemini was 2012, 2013. So it's cool to look back on that. I look back like on my Instagram because I don't have a journal. I don't think from that time or if I do, it's not in this apartment. So I look back at my Instagram because I think that's the year that I created Instagram. So I think Instagram was created when Jupiter was in Gemini or anyway. Um, so it's cool to look back at 2012, 2013, what was happening in your life then. And it's interesting because everybody seemed to, that I've asked about this already seemed to have a, a really good time in 2012, 2013. And there was one person that I asked that didn't have a good time. And so if it wasn't a good year for you, I don't want you to be scared or anything because like this is the year that you're aware. Like if you're listening to this podcast, like you're more aware. So it's, it's now time to take this, the reins and make this a positive year for you because wherever Gemini is in your chart is going to be touched with luck and expansion and growth and just good times. So that's exciting. Um, and not that Jupiter and Taurus isn't exciting. I really loved it because I feel like we've all opened ourselves up to such luxury and want to have been wanting to just treat ourselves and we deserve that. We all work so freaking hard. So, um, but we, but we take everything that we learn from each sign and into the next one. So it's like, we don't have to give all the things up that we've done this year. Um, but we take it into the next one. That's how we grow and build. Um, so May 25th is when Jupiter moves into Gemini 2024. And then the next key dates that I have are June 1st and June 2nd, Jupiter and Gemini will try and Pluto and Aquarius. So this is like the first major transit when Jupiter's in Gemini and then Pluto's in an, now an air sign. It's been in an earth sign for the last, like we said, since 2008. So Jupiter is going to try and Pluto and Aquarius. And this is a window for growth. Like, so very exponential growth too, because these are two big planets expanding each other strategies, um, for working with like new, faster paced energy, energy will come through. This is like, I think we said this before and I'm saying it again, it is going to be like a faster paced feeling year. So, and we're not used to it, right? Not yet anyway. So it'll be like a good time to be like understanding how to work with this energy. It's a good time to get rid of things, make room for something better. This is that energy that we're talking about being at the right place at the right time. This is sparking that again, reigniting that I should say. Um, so throughout the year, be prepared and like keep staying dedicated, staying committed to what you want, because there's going to be a lot of, Oh my God, I'm in the right place at the right time. I'm like totally prepared type of energy out here. Um, and then it's going to be just a great year to expand your mind. And I'm so excited because I'm, I mean, I'm double Gemini, so I'm super excited to just keep expanding the mind. Um, the next day that I have is August 19th. Jupiter is going to square Saturn and Pisces and squares. They kind of, you know, they, it's a little bit of tension, but the, the planets are trying to get the best out of each other. They want each of the best qualities out of each other right now, but the way that they're getting out of each other, they don't really understand too much like the same language, but they do, but they don't, but they are, are trying. And sometimes it works and sometimes it feels frustrating, but this is a good time, August 19th, to check in with like any lessons that this 
year 2024 has showed you so far what keeps showing up for you how can we dive deeper into these things that are reoccurring and taking time to redirect energy toward what you're building what the lesson is or you know how to um start to heal something the next date that i have written down is september 1st pluto is going to retrograde back into capricorn we're almost done with pluto and capricorn i swear it's gonna retrograde back in there for a little bit um until january i believe and that is okay. It's a chance to actually say goodbye because now I feel like the energy of Pluto leaving Capricorn was so potent. We're all like, oh my God, that is what it is. That is what it's felt like. That is what's shifting. That is what's leaving. So when it goes back into Capricorn September 1st, I think it's gonna be a great time for us to be like, okay, deep breath. This is how I really say goodbye to this era, to this chapter, to this thing. This is how I just give a, like, leave it on a good note, you know? So there's a chance to wrap up those Capricorn stories, um, in that part of our life and just reflect on what has happened to you since 2008. And it, um, it's pretty monumental that we're all experiencing this together. So I think it's pretty cool. And September 1st, we have Pluto going retrograde. The next day that I have is December 6th. And that is when Mars, the planet of action, determination, um, drive, passion, goes into retrograde in the sign of Leo. And that's interesting because, you know, normally in December, we don't really have a lot of Leo energy going on. Um, but Mars is going to retrograde there. So this is also a decent time to try not to initiate things, anything brand new under this transit. So December 6th, and it's going to be in retrograde until February 24th of 2025. It seems like a long time, but as this year unfolds, I think it's always divine timing, right? So it's like everything that you've been dedicating yourself and committing yourself to in this part of your chart and in this part of your life, when Mars retrogrades here, it's oh, it'll feel perfectly aligned to slow down here or just have new understanding here. So definitely check into where Leo is in your chart, um, as well as the other fixed signs. So fixed water, Scorpio, Earth, Taurus, and fixed air, Aquarius. Those are the fixed signs. Check in to where those are in your chart too, because when something is retrograde, it's interesting to see like what the other fixed signs or if it's retrograde in a cardinal sign what the other cardinal signs are doing in your chart how those are talking to each other so we can find like where to refine this energy or define this energy um, and have a good relationship with a retrograde the last date that i have for 2024 is december 24th um, and I did not write down the transit, so <laughs> I'm so sorry, but I have December 24th. Where can you make your structures stronger? I'm assuming this is something due to Saturn. Where has life shown you that you need to implement new ways, um, since August 19th? So we'll check in with August 19th and see your storyline, what's reoccurring. Check on the Gemini and Pisces parts of your chart, how they're talking to each other. Um, but I think this is like a beautiful note to, it's the end of 2024. It's a beautiful note to wrap up the year on because it's it's like a, a revision and building stronger and where you really want to keep, keep things and make things more defined in your storyline. Um, so yeah, this is the bonus episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it's helpful or I hope it's something that you come back to or just something that 
you know, made you aware of just certain energies that you can look forward to this year and be understanding of this year. I'm super thankful to have this platform and talk to you all about astrology. I love it so much. Love you all so much. Have a beautiful day and I'll talk to you soon. All right. That is a wrap for Reflection Fridays. We thank you for listening once again and for being a part of this Soulful Sunday experience. As we mentioned, we're more than just a podcast and we encourage you to invite a friend to our in-person events. We welcome anyone who's ready to embrace their path with open arms and join us in the conversation. Please like, share, rate, and review. It truly helps this podcast grow so much. We'll see you on the first Sunday of every month in Santa Monica. Together, let's unlock the doors to our fullest potential, growth, and shared triumphs.